we played fans in new york is because hold on, is because the yankees lose <laughs> the... so yeah so if you have not been paying attention to the mlb postseason yeah the yankees are done and eliminated they are done for the 11th time in their franchise history they are not going to win the world series or not even they even let alone go to the World Series. Is that it's just another way of God telling us that He hates the Yankees? I'm sorry, I, I hate that team so much. I I hate it with a passion. Hated with hate that team with a passion. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, so I'm kind of excited. I'm living a dynasty a little bit. I am so excited to see Yankees fans get so upset that their team cannot win a World Series. They have won a World Series 11 years ago, which will now be 12 years ago, heading into 2021. But, yeah, so, yeah. So, it's been pretty neat to kind of see. It just shows that, you know what, ever since 2004, I feel like the Yankees have just not been the same. They have not been the same franchise. After blowing a three-games-to-none lead in the ALCS to their arch rival, the Boston Red Sox, my Boston Red Sox, they just haven't been the same. They really have not been the same kind of franchise that they were. The big, bad Yankees coming to destroy teams. No, that isn't – no, no. Just postseason failure after postseason failure. Even some years that they don't even make the postseason. Just like, I'm living a dynasty. This is fun. This is kind of fun seeing the Yankees fans whine and complain. And what are you going to do? Say, look at the rings, bro. Look at the rings. 27 rings. Yeah, no one cares that you won a ring in 1920-something or 1960-something. You're just using that and what your grandfather's witnessed and his grandfather witnessed. Yankees. Seriously. I mean, seriously. At this rate, the 27 ring crown might not even live to see number 28. They're being replaced by whiny little dweeb fans. Like little weasels. I'm just, it's just exciting. I am excited. Or for a team that everybody, since they got Garrett Cole in the offseason, was parading around saying, we're going to win the World Series. Look out for the big, bad Yankees. Yeah. Well, the big, bad Yankees pitching staff was not really great. Even Garrett Cole had some outings where he wasn't really that effective. Yeah, it's just, yeah. And seriously, <laughs> I'm really mad about, I really, Feel sad for Garrett Cole. He's thinking, I shaved my beard for this. I left a team that had a chance to win, or at least found a way slash cheating way of winning, or found a way or a system to come to the Yankees that came and give me an offense or a pitching staff that came and helped me out. What? Yeah, yeah, it's just fun. 
Yeah. And a lot of those guys are going to be leaving in free agency this year. Yeah. Like DJ LeMay, who won their star, like uh, offensive players, he might be going someplace next this year too, this offseason. I kind of see it. Yeah. Let's see. Red Sox is basically giving them a call. So, yeah, as I said, they got eliminated in game five of the ALDS to the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, start or, uh, yeah, so game five. So the game ended by Rolls Chapman. Let's, let's talk about Rolls Chapman for a minute. <laughs> Why does he smile every time he gives up a walk-off bomb or a game-winning home run? <laughs> Why does he smile? I feel like if I'm a Yankees fan, I'm thinking, get this bum off my team. If he's going to keep smiling every time he does that, then get him off my team. Yes. You know he's a domestic uh, abuser. Yeah. Abuser. Yeah. He shot a woman with a gun. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That That is for real. He really was charged for a uh, domestic violence dispute. Yeah. What a bum. Get him off. Yes. So, yeah, that's great. That's why I'm kind of am happy because now I can watch the post MLB postseason now and not have to worry whatsoever because I don't even care whoever wins this thing. I'm okay with the Dodgers winning it. I'm okay with the Braves winning it. I'm okay with the Astros winning it well, somewhat. And I'm okay with even the Rays winning it, especially since they're in the Red Sox division. I'm okay with any, all four of these remaining teams winning this thing. Just so long it's not the New York Yankees. If it's not the New York Yankees, then I'm fine. If it's the Red Sox, I'm going all the way. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Win it all. But since the Red Sox didn't make the postseason this year, yeah. Which we'll also get into what they did get for not making the postseason. But first, let's get into the scores. Whew. So last time we talked, it was basically the Monday night game that they had to make up for not playing on Sunday against Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, boy. It wasn't really a great game at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. So Brian Horner got the start, and let me tell, and I gotta say, he was awful, 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 awful. He could not play quarterback to save his life. He really stunk, and to the point where we had to take, or the point where the Patriots had to take him out and put Jared Stidham in, and he even he wasn't that good. At least he got a touchdown, but still, he still like. Threw a pick six and a couple of interceptions, but yeah. yeah. All right, let's go over the game summary. Just get it over. Just get this game out of our heads. So, as I said, the Patriots at this point and currently right now because they didn't play last week and they're going to play hopefully tomorrow unless news breaks. If it's not happening. But for now, the game is still on. The game will still go on. But for now... Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. All right. Yeah. It's like game summary between the Patriots and the Chiefs. Oh. Come on. All right. So sound on that. Okay. All right. So to begin with, the Chiefs scored first on a field goal by a uh, Bucker. Bucker with a three nothing to make it three nothing Chiefs and then six nothing he get, made another field goal so six nothing in the second quarter in still in the first quarter in the second quarter the Patriots did get on the board with a field goal by Nick Folk 
make it a six to three Chiefs lead, and then a touchdown by pass from uh, Patrick Mahomes to uh, or Tyreek Hill made it a thirteen the three Chiefs lead. But then the Patriots got back in it with a touchdown from Jared Stidham to Nikhil Harry to make it a three-point game, 13-10, so very good. But then this is where the Chiefs got back into this. Um, Patrick Mahomes threw a touchdown to a Hardman, Hardman to make it a 19-10 uh, Chiefs lead. And then a pick six by um, – yeah, let's see, pick six – by uh Matthew by TJ Matthew or by a TJ Matthew is that right or T Matthews I I, I am right with the last name Matthews but yeah so he basically uh picked off uh Jared Stidham as I said pick six and he ran it all the way and that's where yeah final score was saying 26 to 10 Chiefs win So, yeah, so not really great week four. I was pissed off. You know who was not really mad? Yeah, my high school baseball coach, he was pretty happy about it. He's a big Chiefs fan. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about texting him, kind of like talking about that, but, yeah, I I feel like it will roast me. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. So, as I said, there was no game five or game Week five, because of news we'll get into later on, looks like more positive tests for COVID happened to the point where, yeah, they didn't have, well, you know what, we'll just say they did not have a game week five. So they moved week five's game between the Patriots and the Broncos to this week. And if all goes well, we will play at 12 p.m. tomorrow on Sunday. So hopefully some Sunday afternoon, Sunday afternoon football. So let's see. All right. So after that, it was kind of a little bit of a quiet week for sports up until basically last Saturday, a week from today. As we said, we took a week last week off because I just wanted to take a rest. And you know what? We might be taking more weeks off in the near future because – one because the NBA is now done, the NHL is done, and we're now heading to the um, heading to the finish line for the MLB. There's only going to be football, football and soccer. Yeah, we might be t- so, which means we might not be doing a lot, or at least not a lot of scoring. So I might be do some weeks where, you know what, we might not do an episode. All right, so Notre Dame football they played Florida State last Saturday a week a week ago this today. And they played for the state at home at Notre Dame Stadium. And looks like they continued the 3-0 or 3-0 win win streak or undefeated streak. Although it wasn't really a great game, they did kind of at the beginning did turn the ball over in the first drive, but and kind of like had some points where like, ooh, maybe Florida State might come back and win this game. Uh, that might not be great. But you know what? The pay or the Notre Dame football held on for the dub, and there was some happiness in Old South Bend. As the final score of the pay, or the final score, I keeps calling uh, of the Notre Dame Fine Irish football game was forty-two or Notre Dame forty-two, Florida State twenty-six. Let's see. Let's get over the game summary. Yeah. 
So yeah, Kyron, or Kyron Williams basically uh, turned the ball over on the first drive of the game, which kind of made me, oh lord, yeah, not really happy. So let's see. Da, 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 da. Yeah. All right. So Florida State got on the ball, got on the board first with a field goal to make it three nothing Florida State. But then Notre Dame got on the board. Uh, Ian Book throw to a uh, Michael Mayer, the tight end for eight yard pass for a touchdown, and uh, Door kicked it for the field goal to make it seven to three. Notre Dame led, and then or then Colin Williams ran for forty six yards to score, make it a fourteen, and with a Jonathan Door kick to make it fourteen to three. Uh, Notre Dame lead, and then Florida State did get back into the game. Jordan Travis. Uh, ran for four yards for the touchdown and a uh, Fitzgerald kick or field goal to make it 14 to 10. Florida State led, and then Florida State got back, took back the lead with a Terion or Terion Terry 48 yard pass from uh, Jordan Travis to make it a 17 to 14 Florida State lead in the first quarter. Then Kylan Williams for Notre Dame ran for a uh, one yard with a Jonathan Dort kick to make it 21 to 17 Notre Dame led. And then Chris Tyree ran for a 40 or 45 yards with the, or 45. Well, actually, no, it was like, that was a pass from Ian Book to uh, Chris Tyree with a Jonathan Door kick to make it 28 to 17, Notre Dame led. And then a field goal by Fitzgerald to make it uh, an eight point game, 28 to 20, Notre Dame. And then uh, Ian Book threw to a Braden Lindsay. For six yards to make it a 35 to 20 Notre Dame led lead. And that's where we're going to halftime. And then after that, wait, and then after that, a uh, LaDamian Webb uh, one yard or a one yard uh, run with a two point conversion, which failed to make it a 35 to 26 uh, for our Notre Dame lead. And then right after that, Ian Book ran for uh, three yards with a Jonathan Dore kick. To make it 42 to 26, Notre Dame. And that's where the final score stands. Notre Dame still remains undefeated at this point with a 3 0 record. So very good. Cheer, cheer for old Notre Dame. Yeah. And they held off against a really good young uh, Florida State team. Yeah. Don't sleep on these guys. They could do. Some. I know their record is 1 and 3, but they could still do some damage. That's what they were saying on the broadcast, on Notre Dame NBC broadcast. That, that this team. Is not a team you should really be sleeping on, should say. But very good. Great win for Notre Dame. And then, yeah, as as we said, the Patriots and the Broncos uh, put Sunday game got postponed, as I said. Then, and then Celtic football played Rangers this Sunday after taking a, basically a week-long or week-long hiatus and they played rangers and today this morning at around six o'clock eight o'clock in the morning and i should say this is the first scottish premier league loss that they have suffered as the range at the celtic as celtic football lose to rangers two nothing they get blown out or two nil yeah not great should we even go over? Yeah, we should just try. Yeah. I know Celtic football did not score a single goal in this game, but I feel like, yeah. Yeah, they're kind of, the Rangers are kind of like the Yankees in the way. Like, they're kind of like, that's their rival. Yeah. 
All right, basically two goals by uh, Golson. Uh, made it, yeah, they're, uh, I can't talk. Two goal, the only two goals that a uh, Ranger scored were from a uh, Golson, and yeah, basically that was it, two nothing. And they all happened. Well, one happened the first half, and then with nine minutes into the first half, and then with fifty-four minutes into the per, or into the first half, or like right after uh, halftime, yeah, Golson scored again. Rangers went two nothing. Yeah. And currently, right now, Celtic are in second place in the Scottish Premier League. Yuck. Behind Rangers. Uh, by one point, 11 to 10. Yeah. Well, Hibernians, wait, hold on. No. Oh, wait, no, these are played games. Never mind, never mind. Um, okay, so, yeah, they're down by, like, four points, like uh, 29 to 25. All right. Okay, now it makes sense. Okay, yeah. 20. Still time. I mean, there really is still time, but still not a great day for Celtic. Not a great day at all. All right, and then Chelsea football played Southampton today. And the final score of that one was a 3-3 uh, draw. So Southampton in uh, English Premier League uh, play or competition. All right, let's go over the goals. All right. All right, so uh, Timo or and then uh, so uh, two goals in the by Timo Homer in the fifth or with 15 minutes, 28 minutes left in the first half, and then with 59 minutes left in the, or 59 minutes left in the game, uh, Kai Havertz scored a goal, and at that point, I mean it was like three three. Um, Southampton's goals was uh, Danny Ng with 43 minutes into the game. Che Adams with 57 minutes into the game. And Jagarit, uh, Jagarit Vestgrad with uh, 90 or 90 plus two minutes left in the game. So basically with like time winding down kind of do it. Kind of like a game tying goal. But since they don't go into overtime with these games, it kind of ended in the draw. That's where the final score would stand. 3-3 Celtic ends their game with Southampton in a draw. And then to wrap up the day, Notre Dame football played Louisville. Had a couple of buddies that um, I was teammates with at Heartland that uh, transferred over from uh, Louisville, but they played for the baseball program, yeah. So, yeah, old Mason Snyder and Joey Seja, or Joe Seja. Yeah. wonder how they're doing. I know, I know one of them is like a county cop now in Indiana. Yeah. All right. So here we are. So today, Notre Dame did not play well. The offense was not really great. They only had like really one touchdown in the game. All their uh, points were all field goals. But they held on for the dub. They came back and win, but Louis really slow. Uh, performance by the offense day, but enough to hold on for the win against Louisville and stay undefeated as they win 12-7 at Notre Dame Stadium. Let's go over the game summary. All right. So to begin with, Jonathan Doerr hits a 32-yard field goal to make it 3-0 Notre Dame, and then he hits another one with uh, three seconds left in the first quarter with 
with a 30 yarder to make it six, nothing. And then, um, Louisville gets back into this and takes the lead by a uh, Michael uh, Cunningham, uh, pass to, um, uh, Marson or Marson Ford one yarder with a, uh, Turner kick to make it seven to six Louisville lead. And then with three forty-three left in the third quarter, Nerdane comes back with an Ian book 13 yard run. Uh, two point conversion does fail though, but it does get them back into the lead. And that's where the final score would stand 12 to seven Notre Dame wins. And they still be undefeated, even though how they played today wasn't really that great, but still enough for the dub. Four. Yeah. No. Yeah, I wonder how our performance might do in the rankings and yeah, we'll find out tomorrow. Yeah. All right. So that's all the final scores for now. Right now, we got the Braves and Dodgers game. And right now, the Dodgers, yeah, the Dodgers are come, Dodgers are winning this game. So they could force a game seven tomorrow. Yeah. Pretty neat. Yeah, you know what? There is a game seven tonight. So as you pro- if you are if you are paying attention to the MLB postseason or have or been living in the cave, the Houston Astros are still in it after having a Finishing the regular season with a 29 and 31 record, two games below 500, but still found a way to get into the postseason. Um, so they basically, yeah, so they basically took care of the Twins. They took care of the A's. Oh, they took care of Bat Bars? Bat Bars, Mama. That's what my nephew calls the Athletics, yeah. He took care as uh, the Bat Bars, yeah. Because Bat Bars is a storybook from like a, King of the Elephants. Go look it up. Go look at Babar, King of the Elephants. It's a storybook, and it was also a cartoon, too, but that's what he calls elephants, basically. Babars. And when I showed him the mascot to the athletics, he basically knew, oh, it's Babars. Yeah. So he might be an athletics fan. Yeah, an A's fan. Oakland A's fan. So they got dispatched, and right now they made it to the ALCS, the American League Championship Series, and they fell down three games to none, but... Facing elimination this week, they found a way to win three straight to tie the series and force a game seven. And hopefully they can get it done tonight. The only team that has done that has come back from being down three games to none, not only to force a game seven, but to win that game seven too. Guess who that team was? The 2004 Boston Red Sox. Yeah. Which today is the 16th anniversary of the start of that comeback, where they came back being down in game four, tie it, and win in extra innings to start the comeback. So, a little bit to kind of think of going into tonight's game. Kind of something a little bit to think about. Yeah. I don't know. The one team I am kind of maybe pulling for in this postseason is the Atlanta Braves because they kind of are a little bit of a favorite team. My favorite National League East team kind of way. Because um, my former coach at college was at one point, I'm not sure if he still is now, still an Atlanta Braves a scout or was an Atlanta Braves associate scout or like a, or basically a part-time scout in a way. It wasn't really full-time. It was mostly just part-time. Like, he just kind of, like, help out and stuff like that. And also, too, before they moved to uh, Milwaukee and then eventually settled in Atlanta, 
Guess where their first city was? Yeah, you guessed it. It was in Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah, they were the Boston Braves at one point. All right, so the game's over. Dodgers won. All right, so there will be a game seven tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah. It says right here, Braves have never lost in league championship series with a 2-0 lead. All right. So, yeah. So, yeah, so we got, yeah, winner takes alls, yeah. That would be kind of funny. A Dodgers and Astros World Series rematch from 2017. After what happened this past offseason with the whole Astros sign stealing scandal and all that stuff and how the Dodgers are kind of pissed off about that, that would be kind of neat to kind of see a rematch of that. That would actually be pretty neat. <laughs> so I'm kind of am pulling for that too. Yeah, just kind of see a rematch of that. But still, I am kind of pulling for the Braves kind of make it to the World Series because they are kind of one of my favorite MLB teams. Top 10 favorite MLB teams, yeah. All right, so we'll go to break. We'll go and we'll talk about the news of the week. What happened? There's were some stuff that happened. There was some stuff that happened uh, while we were or uh, last time we recorded. Yeah, a lot of stuff happened. Um, some people, like former Celtics, won an NBA championship with a certain team that we won't get in, won't talk about because yeah. All right, let's go to break. All right, we are back. All right, so talk about the news. Let's see. So in news, so basically last time we talked on um, last the Monday we talked up, or yeah, Monday that we talked, or Tuesday, Jalen Brown won the NBA Cares uh, NBA Cares uh, Community Assist Award, or what was one of the recipients of that award. There were other uh, NBA players that got nominated too, but uh, – um, he uh, won it for his work and activism with Black Lives Matter and uh, racial injustice. So very good. Well-deserved. Well-deserved by Jalen Brown. Yeah. And then, uh, as you know, because the reason why Sunday's game wasn't played or Sunday's uh, Patriots game wasn't played is because Defon Gilmore was placed on the COVID list. And, yeah, and the Patriots didn't practice that day. So, yes, our defensive player, Stephon Gilmore. But good news, him and Cam or Cam Newton have uh, been cleared to practice and have returned to practice. Um, so they'll be available tomorrow for tomorrow's game. So very good, very good, awesome. Really good lead news, good lead news. Yes. You see that tweet that I posted on Twitter for the page? Yeah, that was – oh, yeah, pretty neat. Very good. The Patriot or the Bruins made their draft, so they started their offseason with their draft. All right, so they selected with the 58th pick in the draft, defenseman Mason Lowry uh, from the Green Bay Gamblers. Yeah, so basically, let's see. So he's from Wisconsin. And then with the 98th pick, they selected, selected forward uh, uh, Trevor Kantar from uh, Youngstown Phantoms. Very good. All right. Awesome. And then they picked with uh, the 151st pick, a uh, defensive Mason Lagan Burner from, en from Endon Prairie High School in Minnesota. So very good, a high schooler. And then they picked a ball, or they picked a uh, Massachusetts native with the 182nd pick uh, for Riley, uh, Dur or Riley uh, Dern. 
or Duran, yeah, Riley Duran from, well, who played for uh, Youngstown Phantoms too, so very good. But he's from Massachusetts, so very good. Pick it up on the locals, yeah. yeah. And then uh, for the offseason, they started on Saturday or on Friday. They've signed uh, Ket or, uh, Kevin Miller to a one-year, $2 million deal. But sadly, folks, uh, Tory Krug uh, basically left the Boston Bruins. Former defenseman Tory Krug or Tory Krug left the or left the Bruins for the St. Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. I can't talk. St. Louis Blues on a seven-year deal. So he's now gone. Probably one of my favorite uh, Boston Bruins of all time. Someone who was I was kind of hoping we would sign with the Bruins, but he's gone forever on a seven-year deal. Just breaks my heart. And this year, it just stinks. It really does. But then the Bruins did sign winger Craig Smith on a free-year one point uh or three point one million dollar deal on the set or the Saturday uh, from the Nashville Predators. So. Not really sure what to make of this dude, but I am kind of hoping to see how uh, he does. It's Craig Smith, dude. Be interesting. And then I believe on Sunday, sadly enough, Celtics fans are reign as the team with the most championships has come to an end as the Lakers won their 17th NBA title, tying the Celtics with the most NBA titles in franchise history. Our arch rival, the LA Lakers, have finally won. And I thought they would, too. I thought, you know what? With the whole death of Kobe and they want to do something for him, and just having LeBron and the team and Anthony Davis team up together, yeah, it just felt like there's no way they're going to lose. I feel like the only hope that they that they had or we had of the Celtics of that not happening was – the Milwaukee Bucks, but they didn't even show up in the postseason. They kind of like were common no show a little bit. They were basically done after the semifinals. So, yeah. Kind of sucks, Celtics fans, but it will be kind of fun to see who would get to number 18 first. It will be kind of interesting. Hopefully, it's the Celtics. And hopefully, with this new team, maybe with more hungry, more passion for next year, that might be a possibility. But we don't even know when the NBA season might start next year. What I've heard, it could be January that the NBA season. So it will just be like one year season. So like the 2021 season. So basically, so you don't have 2020 and 2021 season. You'll just have the 2021 season. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of weird how you think about it. The one thing I will say about the Lakers winning, the one positive I will say about the Lakers Winning the NBA title is that, yeah, um, uh, Rajon Rondo did get his second ring. He did finally get his second ring. And I am kind of happy for him. A, one of my favorite players on the Boston Celtics when he was still playing with the Boston Celtics finally did get another ring. He finally did get another ring. I am happy for him. I am happy for Rajon Rondo. For someone who still loved, uh, who still like said good things, especially. When they uh a few years ago when they played the Boston Celtics in Boston, they had good things to say about Boston and his time in Boston. I really enjoyed the time that he had there. I am ex- really happy that he finally did get another ring. 
You know who I was surprised I didn't realize until like after they won? Dwight Howard finally got his first ring. For someone who was kind of like a LeBron James or a Carmelo Anthony away, a guy who could not basically get over the hump, he finally did get a hump over the hump and finally did get a ring. That is kind of neat for uh, someone like Dwight Howard. It's kind of funny, too. <laughs> yeah. So, really good. Well, I mean, really good for someone like Rashawn Rondo. For me, as a Celtics fan, I'm not really happy that the Lakers won. It's kind of, it is kind of like seeing the Yankees win the World Series a little bit. Not something you hate to see kind of deal. You kind of hate to see. Yeah. But, yeah. Congrats to Rashawn Rondo. Hopefully, you win another one. But knowing that your career might be maybe might be done or like getting close to the end of your career. And he's kind of thinking that he might either want to have like a coaching job or a front office job after his career is done. And I kind of hope uh, for success in that too for him. And that's why I mean, once a Celtic, always a Celtic in my mind. And then Monday. So this is what I was talking about, the Red Sox, with them not making the postseason. This is the news I'm talking about. All right. So with them being the fourth worst team in the MLB in 2020, they have been awarded the fourth overall pick in the 2020-21 or the 2021 MLB draft. So yeah. The number one pick would go to the Pittsburgh Pirates, who have finished with the worst record in MLB history. So they'll probably get Kumar Rocker. But you never know. You never know where these guys will be will land in the draft. We possibly might still get someone like a Kumar Rocker or a Jack Leiter, son of Al Leiter. Yeah, former uh, Mets great pitcher. Yeah. It'll be kind of neat. It will be kind of neat to kind of see this MLB draft. And then not a lot of news. Oh, um, the Bruins did re-sign one of their four young players, they re-signed um, Matt Drislick, uh, who both sides agreed to a four-year, $3.69 million deal with an AAV, so very good. So he's still sticking around, so very good. Great signing on their part. All in all, not a lot of news. Except the Yankees are done. Yep, as we alluded to in the beginning of the show, Yankees are donezo. They are not going to win number 28 this year. They'll have to wait until possibly 2021. Heck, they might not even win ever again. With the way the things are going for the Yankees and how, yes. I mean, seriously, they couldn't even get it done with Garrett Cole. Who are they going to get it done with? Like, what does Brian Cashman think he's going to do now? Like, what's his plan now? What's his plan of action? I don't know. But it will be kind of neat. I am kind of living in a dynasty a little bit. Seriously. They, they've only won one World Series title since basically 2001. Well, actually 2001 and 2004. Since then, they have not really been that great. They have made the postseason, but you know what? They've just been, you know what? Adios in the division round. Adios in the league championship. And, yeah, basically after that, in the wild card round, they just never made it past the World Series. It's kind of funny to see for a fan base whose fans are basically the worst people on earth. I wouldn't say that. Not every Yankees fan is like that. Just a majority of them are not great people. I have had buddies from my college baseball days 
or play, or when I was managing college baseball that were Yankees fans, and I actually got along well with them. We kind of hassled each other, too, when the Yan- Yankees and Red Sox played each other during the regular season, but it was all in good fun. All in good fun. Yeah. But still, it is kind of fun to see the Yankees lose. The Yankees lose. <laughs> So, yeah, we got the Astros and Rays game on ALCS Game 7. This Game 7 could be very important because if the Astros win, it will be the second time in MLB history or American League Championship history where a team was down three games to none and has come back and won. Not only to force a Game 7, but to win that Game 7. But it'll be either way. I'm either way happy, as I said before, later earlier in the show, as I'm okay with whoever wins this World Series, so long as it's not the New York Yankees. But if I had to do, if I had to pick a team to win, it would be the Atlanta Braves because they are one of my favorite teams, one of my top ten favorite MLB teams. So what if I watched since the – well, I haven't really got back into the shows lately, but I did re-watch The Irishman. So, yeah, it's a very great movie. Although it is a three-hour and 30-minute long movie, it is really very long. It is, yeah. So basically I had to watch it like basically on my day off on last Friday, So which – I mean, rather is rather you do. I mean, if you're not going to do anything all day, you might as well binge watch The Irishman for basically three hours and thirty minutes. <laughs> but for a movie like that, it was a very well done movie. And if it had to be three hours, if it had to be well done, it would. I would rather it be like three hours and thirty minutes long. Very great movie. It's about a uh, Frank Sheeran, the Irishman, who's basically kind of like a union or a union uh, teamster or like truck driver who gets connected with Ma. Connected with the mob. Uh, Frank Sheeran is played by uh, Robert De Niro, who does a really good job on betraying Frank Sheeran, the Irishman. And he meets up with the, the Buffalino family, who is the Italian mob in uh, um, Philadelphia. Who, yeah, the Frank Sheeran. The reason why he's called the Irishman because he is an Irishman. Uh, Robert De Niro's or Frank Sheeran. Yeah, but he uh, gets connected and uh, gets uh, meets with the Italian mob in Philadelphia. And they make him be kind of like their hitman kind of like he's kind of like their like hitman. He does little jobs and stuff like that. He takes care of like people like. And there's a line in the movie where um, the line is, "I heard you paint houses," which is basically like, "I heard you're kind of like our hitman kind of," which is kind of like a term. Like I heard if you someone says, "I hear you paint houses," it means you're kind of like their executioner kind of deal. Yeah. Like, you are kind of, like, in charge of, yeah, taking care of uh, the mob's opposition or, like, uh, people they don't really like, yeah. Or people who haven't really paid up, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, so he meets up with uh, Russell Buffalino, one of the Buffalino uh, mobsters, and uh, who is played by Joe Pesci, who does a really good job in that, too. Joe Pesci, if you don't know who Joe Pesci is, please watch the Home Alone movies. He's hairy on that. Please, he- He's on a few other things. He's on Goodfellas. He's one of the mobsters there. Yeah, he does a real good job there, Joe, Joe Pesci. Yeah, I almost call him Joe Pesci. <laughs> Joe Pesci. That's Joe Pesci. And 
they were and they basically worked together and then uh buffalino says our one of our higher ups in the union is kind of having some trouble and they kind of know is they're referring to jimmy hoffa who at the time if you don't know who jimmy hoffa is please look him up at the, i thought he was a mobster to begin with but I, when i looked him up he was actually a union boss for the teamsters union like a union leader and stuff like that for the Teamsters Union back in the 1950s, 60s, and 70s. So, yeah, so he's played by Al Pacino, who does a really good job, although his uh, accent consistency was not really great. One, one, A few scenes, he's, like, acting like a Midwestern, kind of sounding like a little, like, Barney. Hello, I'm Jimmy Hoffa. I hear you paint houses. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> and then there are some scenes where he got, he's got that – East Coast accent that we all know and love, basically. Yes. Less than that. <laughs> Our truck got it to you. <laughs> we go up. <laughs> but he does a really good job in a Jimmy Hoffa, or uh, Al Pacino portraying Jimmy Hoffa, yeah. So basically they talk about how they dealt with Kennedys and how like uh, they helped got him elected. But it also kind of almost looked like, too, that they were also kind of instrumental of getting him assassinated too which i was watching a documentary about uh frank sheeran and uh the whole like the irishman kind of deal they said he might they might have given uh lee harvey oswald the rifle kind of say that committed the assassination but we don't really know that like it's still unclear up to this day what really happened with so they talked about like uh the involvement and stuff like that, like his family, Frank Sheeran's family, how like uh, he wasn't really that close or kind of like he tried to be close with his uh, children, but basically at the end, he was kind of like a failed father kind of deal. Like they were kind of a little scared of him, like, and like, especially his, uh, one of his daughters, Peggy, who like basically, yeah, ended up uh, basically not speaking to him ever again kind of deal. And it talks about too, how, uh, in the end, how this relationship between the Buffalinos and Jimmy Hoffa kind of soured, and they had to kind of make a Frank Sheeran choose between either the mob or his friend Jimmy Hoffa. And they kind of made him choose the mob to the point where, like, they had uh, Frank Sheeran kill Jimmy Hoffa in a way. And this is kind of like if the movie kind of goes into, like, how Jimmy Hoffa disappeared and stuff like that and up until the time where uh frank sheeran died nobody knew what happened really to jimmy hoffa and they're kind of asking him what really happened to jimmy and in the end the whole like the whole movie is kind of like him telling telling everybody like hey i killed jimmy hoffa kind of deal or like this is kind of like a deathbed confession kind of deal like this is him giving an interview before he died telling him telling everybody hey it was actually me who killed Jimmy Hoffa. Which at that point, like, they weren't going to really arrest him. They just thought, you know what, um, just let him die. Just let him meet his maker. Kind of, like, have to, do, like, answer to the maker kind of deal. Like, he kind of has spent some time in jail. Just let him die. I mean, he's we already got out the fact that he really did kill Jimmy Hoffa. Kind of deal. But it's a very good movie. I recommend it. Although you're going to have to pick a day where you have nothing going on kind of deal to watch the entirety of this movie because it is a long ass movie. 
three hours and 30 minutes long. You're going to have to either take a day off, call in sick, or basically do it on a day off to watch this entire movie. Oh, Tom, you're giving people bad advice. All right, all right, sorry. Don't try to call in sick. Don't try to call in, especially, yeah, this, especially in this pandemic. Forget, even forget what I just said. Just watch it on a day where you have a day off. Do that. But yeah, it is a very great movie. I recommend it to everybody. It's a very great movie. If you haven't watched it now, I recommend you watch it later on. Hear that? I really got nothing else. I'm really kind of not really doing good in uh, fancy sports right now. Via yeah, via Yahoo and or Yahoo and ESPN. My teams are kind of starting to sour. MLB or baseball fantasy is done. They're not going to do it in the postseason kind of deal. They're kind of like just doing it during the regular season. So, yeah. I've just been in aftershock after like lo losing in the – yeah, basically not two – or a couple of my teams in baseball not making it all the way kind of deal. And I was kind of like a little – yeah, kind of like upset about that too. I just don't know how. How does this happen? So I don't know. Yeah. Let's see. I got nothing really else to talk about. Red Sox are not in the postseason. Celtics are done. Bruins are in their offseason. Patriots, I don't know what's going to happen with the MLB or the NFL or NFL season. Yeah, it's kind of up in the air at this point now with all the positive tests that are going around for a lot of teams. We might not see MLB or we might not see uh, NFL yeah, ever. Yeah, about to say this, they might even try to cancel the season. Let's hope not. Because this is kind of the last remaining sports we really do have right now. Because, yes, as I said, hockey's done. Basketball's done, except college basketball might be starting up pretty soon. At least for that, maybe. But the MLB, NBA's done. The MLB's kind of like making it to the finish line kind of deal. So we might not have a lot to go on except for football, for both pro and college, and some uh, international soccer and football. Yeah, well, football as in soccer. Internationally, it's called football. Thank you. Yeah. Either that, I really got nothing else to talk about. Yeah. Just happy that the Yankees um, lost. And also, one final thought I like to uh, welcome into the world my newest. Uh, my newest nephew, Holland Tosher, who was born on uh, Wednesday at around 7 a.m., 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, welcome to the world, baby Holly. Well, we should probably stop calling him that. Yes, yeah, about to say, especially when it gets, yeah, Holly. Uh, Holly is also, yeah, but I would mean like short for Holland. Yeah, Holland, yeah. After the country, yeah, which is now called the Netherlands now. <laughs> 
So congrats to my uh, – yeah. I just had to take a moment to kind of – yeah. But, yeah, congrats to my sister and brother-in-law on the newest addition to their family. Welcome to the world, baby Holland. Yes. Now they are a now they're a family of four. Yeah. Now Fox has got a new baby brother. <laughs> baby. <laughs> Welcome to the world, baby bro. <laughs> baby. <laughs> like that about you all right thank you guys so much for listening thank you for giving this opportunity to share and keep doing what i love subscribe rate review on apple itunes give us a five-star review if you can follow the show on twitter at podcast royal and then follow my personal twitter page at junker dog underscore 92 we will have that in the details of the episode and then follow the show on instagram at roar 1992 and then Follow the show on Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcast from. doesn't matter to us. And with that being said, I feel like that about to go. Oh, we just found out what the AAB stands for. They avoided arbitration kind of deal. All right. So, yeah. So, that's what they – for uh, Mac, going back to Matt Grizzly's uh, contract. All right. Good. All right. That about do it. All right. See you guys. Banyana. Give it up for Naughty by Nature!
crazy hip hop the time today. So what you heard, cause I ain't bellin' no hay. Ain't chopping no crops, but still growing every day. Gives another sound from the one that's found from the underground town. Down a hill, fill house, go down. Drown, smile, the frown. Sat the crowns and clowns. Beat down, so found on no me, don't come around. Tippy, tippy, pause, tippy, tippy, pause. Since I'm creeping up, I eat them up. This style's older than Lou Ross. Beast of this one and that one and them. That's why I shout out and I didn't miss my friend. Fools get foolish, neither them or Parker Lewis knew us. You can have crews and shoes and can the tours. Some kiddies can, I call me Sir too. Looking for her crew. Any trick that this gets a curfew. I put on projects for boots. Step through troops and leave proof. My problem solver name is Boot. I'm hitting with these in a hoodie. Peace to Joe Zed, Joe Ben, Joe Dojane in every hood, G. That's right, my fight is ill. Peace like the ONS in quest. Nice and smooth and slight, but still. I live in top of hip hop. This is hip hop of the day. I get props to hip hop. So hip hop hooray. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go home. It is Saturday night. Go. Uh, we told us this a thousand times. Please go home.